All right, welcome to another edition of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Randy Zelia, and over next to me here, <laughs> we have a, a new friend, Mr. David Lee. Thank you, David. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes, Dave Knows Wrestling over on YouTube, and you can also find me at Dave Knows Things on the Twitter, on the Twitter machine. That shows how old we are when we say the Twitter, right? The Twitter, the, Twitter, the social media side. So, uh, listen, I appreciate you coming on with me. We're, we're sort of in transition. We originally weren't coming out with a new show until the beginning of August, but we had this extra bonus situation happen here, and you were kind enough to uh, sort of join me for... Uh, Red Titus. Yes, yes. Thank you for having an awesome guest to have. I couldn't turn this opportunity down. So, of course. So, again, thank you for having me. No problem. Uh, let's let everybody know where they can find you. All right. So, so saying you can find me over on the Twitter machine at Dave Knows Things. But more importantly, you can find me over on YouTube at Dave Knows Wrestling. Please subscribe to my channel as I really do appreciate it. I talk about a lot of things when it comes to professional wrestling, such as the history of certain promotions, as well as diving deep into philosophical wrestling fan questions like, is nostalgia ruining pro wrestling? As well as others are by checking out Dave Knows Wrestling over on YouTube. Well, I really appreciate that. But instead of listening to us keep going on, but everyone knows who I am, Randy's Elliott Back Sports page. You know the whole thing. We'll do the whole plugs at the end. Right now, let's Dave and I talk to Rhett Titus. Special interview time right here on the cut. Joined with by David Lee. We have Red Titus from Ring of Honor. Red, thanks for giving us some time, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, you know, I always like to be chilling in the cut, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So nice. so listen, man, I, I know you got you're pretty fired up right now. You 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 have the crowds coming back. It's been announced that Ring of Honor is going to be hitting the tour, and you guys are going to be just like you know the other, some of the other wrestling promotions, getting the fans back in the seats. How excited is that for you guys? Man, uh, you know you you, uh, you don't realize how much you miss the fans until they're not there. You know their their uh, passion and their vocalism. You can really hit that second, third, fourth gear, and that adrenaline rush that you get from those people is like nothing that you can compare that to. So, I mean, they're in the crowd at best in the world. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a pretty rough match for me. You know, I got uh, a few, a uh, few lumps, a few bruises, few cuts, <laughs> but uh, you know, that, that passion and that, uh, that fire from the fans kept you moving and kept you going. Well, you know, it's and also, you know, you and Tracy Williams, part of the foundation. Uh, can you talk about on how this this team in your we had we had Tracy. I'm sorry for uh, bouncing a little bit here, but we had Tracy on a few weeks ago. Can you talk about on how this trio, this four, this four, this foundation came together in your eyes? Uh, well, uh, you know, I I was just kind of you know uh, really consistent for a long time, and you know, uh, just working hard and. Uh, Jonathan Gresham took notice of that, and he uh, he was forming the foundation with Jay Lethal, and they recruited Tracy Williams during the Pure Tournament, and they were looking for another guy, and 
you know, instead of reaching outside of Ring of Honor, why not, you know, help somebody who was inside of Ring of Honor? And, you know, I've been inside of Ring of Honor for a long time. Uh, I had my first match in Ring of Honor in 2006, which wow. was my first professional wrestling match ever. So, uh, you know, I've been, uh, a, you know, very loyal to Ring of Honor. And uh, the foundation was something that, meant a lot to me because uh, over the year over the years you know um ring of honor kind of lost its way a few times and we're trying to restore honor we're trying to bring you know the respect honor and dignity back to the company and the code of honor is a big big thing to us that's what you know the whole company was built upon and back in the day if you broke the code of honor that was some serious heat you know that was some mm. very taboo that you didn't do back in the day and now you know guys kind of take it for granted so we're trying to bring that um that back to the forefront and make it a a huge thing once again and you know it's it's one of those things like you know me and tracy have been teaming and uh you know, I've had a bunch of different tag partners over the years. He's had a, very, a bunch of different tag partners over the years. And I've always been called kind of like a, uh, a tag team specialist. And, you know, tag team wrestling is something that I've always kind of prided myself on and being able to tag team with anybody. And Tracy's kind of the same way, you know. We're both excellent singles wrestlers, but uh, when you put us together, we make a uh, – you know, knock down, drag out tag team. And, you know, we've only tag teamed uh, five times together and we're undefeated as a tag team. And we went to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships on our first attempt. And that's something that not many people can say. And, uh, you know, we just uh, we just fit each other like a glove, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because, you know, even though we've only tagged with each other very little, we've kind of already learned how each other move and operate around the ring. So we got that, uh, that cohesion already, you know, I have to ask if I may, I have a question. So in your opinion, what do you prefer uh, two man teams or trios teams? What would you say the biggest differences are and why do you prefer the one that you do? Um, I guess probably uh, tag team wrestling, you know, uh, just straight up, two on two uh but don't get me wrong I, I love trios matches too you know trios matches uh are always a good time you know i've i've had my share of trios tag teams as well you know myself kenny king and austin aries yep. uh my, myself kenny king and caprice coleman myself caprice coleman shane taylor now any mixture of the foundation we can throw out there and be a successful trio but mm -hmm. uh you know sometimes um the third guy you know can add a little uh little uh bit of uh you know jumbleness getting in and out of the ring and stuff like that you know uh and sometimes with three people you know you may think a little bit too hard about trying to come up with combos and that sort of thing but uh tag team wrestling is a little bit you know easier because there's less minds and uh less people moving in and out of the ring so uh and you know there's a lot more uh historic tag team wrestling to watch you know um, you know, granted, there were some great six-man tags like the Freebirds and the Von <laughs> and stuff like that. But, you know, there's not too many, like, uh, great trios that you can really look back upon and be like, oh, man, like, these, these guys are really good together. So I've always just been more of a fan of tag team wrestling, either watching it and, uh, and uh, competing in it as well. 
were there any tag teams that you've watched in the past that you and Tracy or you and your other partners have been able to take little things from and make it into your own? Were there any tag teams that you grew up watching that you sort of want to emulate a little bit? Um, I never, uh, you know, I wasn't really thinking about tag team wrestling like as a kid. You know, I always thought, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, uh, just singles on your own, you know. It wasn't until uh, I got put in a tag team with Kenny King that I really started studying tag team wrestling. And, that you know, of course, I watched tag teams like, uh, you know, the Midnight Express and Arn and Tully and, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Express and the Rockers and, and you know, those classic tag teams like that. And I really, uh, I really learned a lot about tag team wrestling working under Jim Cornette because he's one of the the great minds of tag team wrestling as yeah. you know, he led the midnight express two different versions of the midnight express to great. <laughs> and he had just such a amazing mind for tag team wrestling that, you know, uh, I, I got to learn so, so, so much from him and stuff that I still think about today. Like, Oh my gosh, like, Oh, you know, I better not do that because, you know, if Jim Cornette sees it, you know, he'll let me have it, you know? But, uh, yeah, you know, you always got to, you know, think of it in the back of your mind, like, uh, oh, no, don't let Jim Cornette see that, you know? Because yeah. uh, he's very opinionated. But, you know, a lot of the stuff he says is uh, very true. And, um, you know, I've like I said, I learned a lot from him. And, you know, now it's something that I get to uh, – teach on to other guys, you know, uh, whether I'd be tight team with, with somebody on the indies or, you know, wrestling other guys as well. Now, speaking about learning, because I like that you brought that up. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you were trained by Austin Aries as well, weren't you not? Yes, sir. So yeah. you also mentioned that you partnered with him. Is it awkward partnering with your mentor? Do you feel extra pressure or is it one of those things that's easier for you? How do you feel about uh, partnering with the, uh, your actual mentor versus partnering with uh, other people in the business? Uh, it was definitely like a little bit of extra pressure because, you know, that that's my trainer. You know, I don't want to make him look bad and I don't want to make him look down upon me like, oh, uh. <laughs> but uh, it was really like um, – like uh phase like two of training you know mm -hmm. whereas you know we we're training in the dojo at the school and you know there's no crowd there you know you're just kind of learning you know all the uh the moves and that sort of thing but then when you get out in front of the crowd and you start applying all this stuff with your trainer right there coaching you along the way like hey don't do that do this do it right now you know and you're listening to them and you're, you're learning as you go, learning on the fly, learning on the job, right? So uh, it was definitely something that I, I benefited from greatly because, you know, a lot of people talk about Austin Aries, the singles wrestler, but, you know, not a lot of people mention of what a great tag team wrestler Austin Aries was as well. You know, him and Roderick Strong was, you know, probably will go down as one of the greatest Ring of Honor tag teams of all time. So I got to learn uh, a whole new uh, – whole new phase of learning on the job training with Austin Aries. And, and you mentioned too earlier in the interview that you started training in 2006 uh, with Ring of Honor, but you didn't get to make your TV debut with Ring of Honor until 2008, but you were still working some of the independents. What was that time frame like being around Ring of Honor, but not being on television up until 2008? Did you feel that it was a good opportunity for, for you to still own your craft and get better before you start making major television debut? So um, 
I started training in 2005, and I had my first match in 2006. Right. Um, at the time, uh, Ring of Honor didn't have TV, so it was kind of like broken down, like uh, like you're like a dark match or you're you know on the main show. And uh, I made a few sporadic appearances on the main show, but nothing like you know nothing like where I was like featured heavily. And in 2008 mm -hmm. was when the Addicted to Love Rhett Titus character really got you know, featured heavily. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot though, like doing those dark matches and pre-show matches at ring of honor, because I had so many different people watching my matches constantly and getting constant feedback and criticism from guys like Christopher Daniels and, you know, Austin Aries and Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe and Roderick strong. And, you know, the, the list just goes on and on of all these different guys who would sit there and watch your match and critique it. And it was up to you if you were able to use that knowledge that they were giving you and apply it to your next match and make it better. And some guys would be able to do that. And some guys would, you know, keep constantly making the same mistakes after being told these things. And at a certain point, guys would be like, ah, you know, this guy ain't getting it and they would kind of give up on you. But, uh, I would always try to, uh, you know, apply these things to, to my wrestling and to my matches and, uh, really use the information that I was getting and, you know, use it consistently. But also I was doing other Indies at the time too, because a lot of these like pre-show dark matches were like three minutes, five minutes, those sorts of things. And, uh, I would start getting booked other places and, you know, be doing a lot of like 15 minute time limit draws and stuff like that. And really like get out there and learn how to um, work the crowd and, uh, you know, have longer matches so that when I finally got the opportunity at Ring of Honor to have longer matches, I was more than capable and ready. So uh, the Indies play a big part, uh, even to this day for me because um you know the ring of honor taping schedule is usually every other month or so uh especially you know during covid like that you know it got very scarce as far as like the taping we would you know lump a lot of tapings together and if you're not doing the indies or training you know your your wind and your timing just isn't going to be there so i was lucky to be able to wrestle indies still and keep my cardio and uh, in-ring shape going and also uh, be able to work in front of fans. You know, a lot of the other wrestlers at Ring of Honor um, were only wrestling at Ring of Honor. So the first time having the fans back was really big to them. I mean, while it was big to me as well, I had a, a little bit of uh, fans, you know, watching the matches and stuff on the indies for myself. So, um but the Indies played a big part in getting myself ready for uh, TV and also for just, you know, bigger opportunities. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 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 first of all, I'm a big fan of always uh, supporting your local indie uh, wrestling federations because I think it's a very big deal and an important part of the industry. Um, I would love to know from you as a professional uh, yourself, though, what would you say is the biggest, uh, biggest difference and which do you prefer? Um. You know, uh, both have, like, their special place, you know. Uh, uh, <clears throat> obviously, with, like, the smaller indie crowds, sometimes it's a little bit more intimate and a little bit uh, more packed. Like, last night, I just wrestled in, like, a uh, Elks Lodge, you know. So, <laughs> and they were, they were, like, uh, packly 
tightly packed in there. So it was, um, it was uh, pretty cool and they were very vocal. And sometimes mm. when you're working a bigger arena or something like that, you lose some of the sound and it gets lost in the acoustics of the building. So when you're, you know, running a tight building like that, you know, everybody's on top of each other and you really hear everything going on. And also the cool part about doing indies too is, um, you know, you get to, uh, go out and, uh, you know, sell merchandise and that sort of thing and interact with the fans on a more personal level. And, you know, they get to take their photo with you and get stuff signed and all those sorts of things. And it really builds a, a, a good connection between the wrestlers and the fans. And they feel um, more uh, entitled to you, you know, like they're like, hey, you know, like that's my guy, you know, I met him and he was so cool, you know, now I see him on TV and I, I'm rooting for him, you know, right. so, but, you know, at the same time, uh, when you're wrestling on TV, uh, it's probably going to be seen by a lot more people as well. So even though Ring of Honor hasn't had any fans for their TV taping so far this year, it's going out to tons and tons of people syndicated around the country on, um, on uh, you know different channels across the country, so hundreds of thousands of people are, are watching this. So you got to keep that in the back of your mind too. So just because there's no fans there, you don't want to like mail it in or anything because you know everybody's going to be watching on TV. So, uh, but you know it uh, it takes an extra little uh, little like uh, pep talk to yourself to really have to go out there and uh, give it your all when there's no fans in there. So. But, you know, I, I can't uh, lie. I enjoy, you know, uh, wrestling the smaller shows and, and wrestling TV as well because the doing the smaller shows too, it, it reminds you where you came from and uh, it reminds you of um, that hunger and that desire and that passion that, you know, fueled you for so long to get where you are. So you know, it keeps you humble, you know what I mean? Like it, it keeps you wanting to perform at your best and uh, – you know, stay on TV and stay relevant. I have to ask this question too, because uh, I read in some other interviews that your favorite storyline in ring of honor was with delirious and Hayes. Can you talk back? Uh, can you talk to me about what your memories of working with, uh, with, with them? And um, was it weird for you, you know, doing all the training and that you were doing and then how sort of had to add the character aspect to it? Well, um, one thing that I always like uh, thought early on in my career was like, man, you know, there's some of the best wrestlers in the world in Ring of Honor right now. And around that time, I was only um, two years into my wrestling career. So um, I was like, how am I going to stand out with all these people? that are so great at wrestling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not as good as them yet. And I was very honest with myself. And I thought that if I came up with a, a character because ring of honor was kind of short on characters at the time that I had a better chance of standing out. And that's kind of, kind of what happened for me. So I remember, um, one night it was supposed to be, uh, it was in like Detroit and Adam Pierce's flight, uh, got canceled and he wasn't going to be making the show and they're like, ah, oh, let's, let's give red a shot, you know? And they threw me out there against Silas young and we had an awesome match, you know? And, um, 
I remember coming back to the curtain and Gabe Sapolsky, who was the uh, the uh, booker at the time, was like, that was awesome, you know, that's how you build a man, you know, and I was like, oh, thanks, you know, and uh, that was like his first time really like kind of like seeing something in me. And, and uh, then uh, shortly after that was the debut for Ring of Honor at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And up until that point, I was never really used on any of the New York City shows because they would never do any pre-show or dark matches in New York City. So, And I wasn't ever booked because they were usually bigger shows and they weren't using like talent like on the come up like that. So, you know, I had, uh, you know, I was doing my duties, setting up the ring, doing all that stuff. And I went to get lunch and I had like a big lunch at Chipotle and like <laughs> had, had a beer at Chipotle. And I, I came back and um, to like hang out and watch a show. And uh, Gabe was like, uh, hey, Rhett, uh, you're on the main show tonight. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like, what What the hell am I doing? And he's like, he's like, I'll get with you at intermission. I'm like, at intermission? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? So uh, then he kind of smartened me up at intermission. And luckily, you know, I had like a, a promo ready, you know, because, you know, a lot of guys would, you know, find out at intermission and be like, oh, my gosh, like, what, what am I doing, you know? And um, it was cool, though, because, you know, that was, like, my first storyline that I ever got to be a part of. And, uh, you know, I was very comfortable because I'd been training with Daisy Hayes and Delirious. They, uh, Delirious had recently taken over at the ROH uh, dojo. So, you know, it was really a good time for me to uh, get out there and, um, you know, kind of make a mark. And, and what better place than the debut for Hammerstein Ballroom? Heck, yeah. I, I was like uh, very lucky and very blessed to do that, and um, you know, and it just kind of took off from there. Okay, I ha now this I definitely want to know. Now you said you had a big lunch at Chipotle. Now I covered this over on my YouTube channel, Dave Knows Wrestling, as a documentary with Mike Law, and he mentions how he specifically doesn't eat before a show. One match, he was told he told everyone specifically, "Don't kick him in the stomach." <laughs> Somebody kicked him in the stomach, <laughs> like a. His words were like the cops kicking down a door for a well. Do you have any stories about that? Like, where do you normally eat before matches? Like, how, what's your personal take well, on this? Well, um, in the past like two years i started intermittent so basically that means where you um you don't eat for like uh 16 or 18 hours of the day so a lot of my matches lately i uh, i've been fasting for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours so um uh but i used to eat a lot before my matches it never bothered me as long as you're not like I never would eat like uh, McDonald's or, you know, <laughs> greasy like that that's going to sit in your stomach and make you feel like crap, you know? I always tried to eat healthy and those sorts of things. So, Luck luckily, uh, you know, I don't have any stories like that. But, uh, you know, uh, lately I've been fasting a lot before matches, though. And, uh, you know, it's it's so nice to finally break that fast mm -hmm. after the match. And you're like, ah. Mm. <laughs> I, I gotta ask also um you've been in the ring with some unbelievable talent uh you know such guys like Shelton benjamin charlie haas kevin steen and uh as we mentioned we can go down the list is your goal when you get into the ring 
it doesn't matter who it is to try to you try to improve. Every wrestler always says you always want to try and get yourself to the next level. Is there anybody you've gotten to the ring ring with to this point where you felt like you learned so much that you didn't know going into it? Um, I mean, uh, one thing you know uh, come comes straight to mind was when I wrestled Brian Danielson, and um, I mean. If you wrestle him and you don't learn anything, you, you're doing something wrong, right? <laughs> and um, and uh, another guy that uh, I really learned a lot from was fellow foundation member Jonathan Gresham. Uh, we had a singles match uh, in, at the end of 2019. And Jonathan Gresham is on a, a whole nother level than a lot of other wrestlers. And uh, he's, he's one of a kind, so... Um, I hope that, you know, even though we're stable mates that, you know, we get to lock up once again sometime soon. And and also I have to ask, do you have any mem- memories of the romantic touch? I, I have to ask that. <laughs> oh, I've got plenty of memories of romantic touch. Some of them I try to uh, hide in the back of my head, but I'm uh, rearing out and, uh, you know, come to fruition. Uh, come to the forefront um but yeah you know the romantic touch uh it was a very fun character you know it was it was kind of like how i was thinking early on to make love was you know um how am i gonna stand out you know another time when ring of honor was kind of short on characters romantic touch came along and uh you know he was a character-based wrestler and um I really enjoyed one of the Romantic Touch's first matches, and it was against Michael Bennett. Mm. And it was on like the Valentine's Day episode of Ring of Honor, and Romantic Touch was a little too focused on Maria Canellas on the outside, and uh, it was that a, happens. Yeah, <laughs> can't blame the guy, right? Nope. <laughs> but uh, it was a very uh, fun fun match and uh ring of honor just recently released on its youtube for valentine's day this past year so it's always good to go back and watch some good old classic romantic touch matches now how much of your carry uh your personal uh life your personal memories and feelings uh your mental state and whatnot um how much of your own personality do you actually put into your characters uh is it a complete fabrication or do you try to put a lot of yourself in um you know they always say like the best characters are yourself turned up to like a hundred or whatever right so you always kind of try to find something about yourself and tap into that you know and um try to uh exploit it a little bit you know so uh i mean but to be honest like uh one of the easiest characters that i ever played um because it was so real to my life was when i was tag teaming with will ferrara as the dogs and uh, you know we were big dog and little willie and uh you know (laughs) that that whole tag team uh, chemistry was going on years and years and years before um, it ever made the light of TV. Uh, I remember one of the first times I met Will Ferrara, you know, um, he was, uh, he had helped out on like ring crew and he was kind of like standing like on the, the fan side of the guardrail before the show, just kind of watching everybody in the ring and taking it all in. And I, I came up behind him and like flipped him over the guardrail. I'm like, yeah, welcome to ROH, new guy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, it always, you know, always when we would always travel together and then I'd always just be, you know, ribbing them and, you know, coming up with some crazy scenario and getting them all worked up and fired up. And uh, it was funny, uh, uh, indie promoter would see the videos that I would make and just me bothering little Willie. And he was like, hey, I want to book you and Will as a tag team. And I was like, yeah, sure, that'll be fun, you know. And then um, Carrie Silken happened to be there. And Carrie Silken was like, what the hell? This this, this is what needs to be on TV, you know. And he, uh, he let the people know at, at Ring of Honor about how, you know, of an entertaining tag team we were. And surely enough, uh, a few months later, you know, Will Ferrar and Matthias were the dogs on uh, Ring of Honor. So um, it was a very fun tag team while it lasted. Uh, before we uh, before we let you go, I definitely want to plug your social media. Uh, let's let's do that, and also plug plug where your, your your merch. Let's 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 get some merch. And one of the things that we always do here on the cut is we always want to show support to you as best as we can. So we always make a purchase, and so we have your 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 merch in there because we know that that's a, a part of your income, and we always want to support the wrestlers. Well, we appreciate that greatly, and uh, if any of you guys would like to support me as well. Uh, facebook.com slash Rhett Titus um, on Twitter and Instagram at Rhett Titus A-N-X R-H-E-T-T T-I-T-U-S A-N-X uh, youtube.com slash Rhett Titus I'm even on TikTok uh, I don't really know much about it <laughs> but TikTok uh, at Rhett Titus and uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Rhett Titus A-N-X and uh, shophonor.com, and you can search Red Titus for all my t-shirts on there as well. You have, you have a favorite shirt? Uh, my new shirt that just came out on uh, shophonor.com, it's uh, the, the foundation t-shirt with uh, my my mask on there and all. It's, uh, it's a pretty badass t-shirt, so uh, you, know, you guys might want to go check that one out. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, Rhett, thanks for giving us some time today. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you guys very much. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on here. It's a pleasure. And uh, if you guys would ever want me on again, just let me know. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. You too. All right, so that was uh, Red Titus uh, here on the cut, and uh, you know, Dave, it was it was a fun interview, and again, we appreciate you uh, taking some time. Hopefully, this will not be the last time that you're with us, and uh, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep this sort of gravy train rolling. You can real quick, Dave, you want to let everybody know again where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me over on YouTube at Dave Knows Wrestling. That's my channel. And please become a member of the Know-It-All Nation and subscribe. And you can also find me at Dave Knows Things over on Twitter if you so want to check me out there as well. And if you want to keep following us, go on social media, the Cut PW Podcast on Instagram. Cut Wrestling BSP on Twitter and Facebook at CutProWrestlingPodcast.com. We have a link tree, and we are on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, by the way. And we are all over the place. Like I said, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio. 
you name it, we're there. Keep giving us a follow. Thank you for all your support. This is a special bonus show. We will be back August 2nd for the second season of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast.